following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Today is the day that many of you are going to look back on as that day, the day that you decided to get serious about your financial future and a step into financial freedom. Uh, we've been calling today D-Day. D-Day, because this is the day that we're going to be talking about uh, getting out of debt. Uh, one of my favorite verses in the Bible about debt uh, is actually found in Romans 13, Romans 13, 8. Listen to this. Pay all your debts except your student loan. You can never finish paying that. Now, it doesn't say that, does it? Now, if you're, you come to Coastal for a while, you're kind of used to me doing that. I just try to make sure you're all paying attention. But that really got some of your attention because you're like, I knew it. It was there. I'm never going to be able to pay this thing off. No, 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 no. It doesn't say that. What does it say? Pay all your debts except the debt of love for others. You can never finish paying that. I like that. That's awesome. So, uh, before we jump into this, uh, you know, steps, this process for getting out of debt, I want to uh, really quickly give you some signs, uh, some warning signs, some danger signs that you are in debt in the first place, okay? So I'm going to give you these pretty quickly. Number one, uh, living on credit instead of paying cash. Living on credit instead of paying cash. Now, you would think that would be obvious, uh, but the reality is if your credit card bill is getting higher and higher and higher every month and uh, you're, you tend to pay for things with your credit card, uh, that's, a, that's a danger sign. Number two, delaying payments or making minimum payments. Making minimum payments. That's a, that's a danger sign. You know, maybe you've begin, begun to play the, uh, the credit card shuffle. You know what that is, right? That's where, you know, you kind of space it out where, okay, we're going to pay this credit card on the 1st, and we're going to pay this credit card on the 15th. We might even use that credit card to pay that credit card, and then we're going to get another credit card to pay down those credit cards, and you keep doing that, okay? That's the credit card shuffle. You're in trouble. Or, or maybe you have been lured in with the magic of credit card points, Ooh, points. You know what I'm talking about right now. Let me say this up front, okay? So if you are disciplined enough to pay off your credit cards monthly and, you know, at a certain point in time because of you, you use your cards and you regularly pay them off, um, you know, man, you get like a, a free vacation or a, a, an air, you know, uh, airplane tickets paid with points. Listen, more power to you, okay? However... Most of Americans, the average person, the, the, the whole point system is nothing more than a scam created by credit card companies to drag you, to lure you deeper and deeper in debt. You know, the credit card company giving you points is equivalent to a casino giving you free drinks, okay? And we all know where that goes, where that heads, right? The house always what? Wins. The house always wins. The, the credit card companies, they are going to win, okay? Number three, unable to tithe or to save. This is where you say, well, you know, I wish I could save. I wish I could tithe. I, I, I wish I could, you know, give God the first 10%, but I don't know where the money's going to come from. I got all these bills, all these credit card bills, these student loan bills. That's a sign, a danger sign. Number four, 
This next one probably doesn't motivate anybody, uh, but it is a sign you're in over your head. You're unable to pay your taxes. Jesus actually said, give to God what belongs to him and give to the government what, what belongs to the government. And if you can't do that, you know, that's a warning sign. Uh, the fifth one might surprise you, uh, but people get caught up into this. It's uh, looking for get-rich-quick schemes all the time. You know, just call this 1-800 number and, and uh, make these three easy payments of $49.95 or read this book or join this group or, you know, sell this product or come to this conference. I know, and I, if you'll do that, we'll make all your dreams come true. Okay, if you chase after that stuff all the time, chances are you're in, you're in big trouble. Now, look at those signs real quick. How many of those signs apply to you and your life? You know, one, three, all five of them? Well, the good news is today we are going to look at a process where you can become debt-free. Now, let me, stay, let me say from the beginning that this is not going to be, you know, five easy steps for getting out of debt, quick. Okay, that's not the way this works. You know, you did not get into the mess you're in overnight, and you're not going to get out of it overnight, no matter what anybody tells you. But it is my hope today that you're going to walk out of here making the decision to become debt-free, and you're going to walk out of here with a, a clear plan for how that can happen. So let's dive in. Step number one. Commit to becoming debt-free. Now, I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit in the series already, making this commitment, but this is where it starts, just making the commitment to become debt-free. Now, again, that's not going to happen overnight. You know, you're not going to walk out of here at the end of today's service becoming debt-free, but you can make a commitment now to head in that direction. I mean, you think about it. Every decision you've ever made, every goal you've ever set for yourself has started with some sort of commitment where you said, I'm going to draw the line in the sand, I'm going to put the stake in the ground, and I'm going to decide to do this. And so make that commitment to become debt-free. You do become, you move toward whatever it is you're committing to, what you're committed to. Uh, we looked at this verse before, but I want, I want you to hear it again. Psalm 37, 21. It says this, the wicked borrow and do not repay, okay? The godly are generous givers. So, so pay attention to that. What does it say? The Bible is actually saying that to live in a state of debt with no plan of repayment is to actually live in a state of wickedness. Not only that, but man, the, the, the tremendous stress that being in debt brings into your life. Man, that is not the way God intended you to live. So decide today that you're going to make this commitment. Say, God, you know what? I am. I'm tired. I'm fed up. I'm tired of living this way. And with your help and your power, I'm going to make the commitment to become debt free. In fact, why don't you make that your prayer? What a powerful prayer. You know, we're in a, uh, a, an Easter fast right now here at Coastal. In fact, we had 291 people commit uh, to fast, to give up something physical so that they could focus their lives spiritually leading up to Easter. Why not make that your powerful prayer this week and this series? You know, God, with your help and your power, I want to commit to becoming debt-free. And that'll start you in the right direction. Step number two. Start paying God first. Start paying God first. 
Now, the reason you are in debt, quite simply, you are spending more than you make. And instead of living on 80% of your income, you are living on 110% or more of your income. And as a result, you're just going deeper and deeper into debt. In other words, your priorities are out of whack. And so you've got to change your priorities. And if you get your priorities right, that's going to put you on the right plan. Now, on your outline, this is actually not on the screen, but it's on your outline. I want you to fill, this, uh, fill these blanks in. Here it is. Write priorities, write priorities on the right plan plus God's power lead to great miracles in your life. Let me repeat that. Right priorities on the right plan with God's power lead to great miracles. Now, what's the right priority? The right priority, this is where this series began in the very beginning. The right priority is always putting God first, putting God at the center, right off the top of everything. Now, so what does money have to do with that? I mean, what does money have to do with our priorities? Are you ready for this? Here's the answer. Everything. Everything. In fact, Jesus said it like this. For where your treasure is, where you put your money, your heart will be there also. So in other words, again, wherever you put your money, that is where your priorities are. Now, believe it or not, that's actually the purpose of tithing. It is to help us reorder, restructure our heart and our priorities. Deuteronomy 14, 23 puts it this way. The purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your lives. Tithing. Tithing is giving at least the first 10% of your gross income back to God. Tithing, you know, people say, well, I, I, this is my tithe or I'm tithing. If it's not 10% of your gross income, that's not a tithe. You might be giving, but you're not tithing. And the Bible says that the reason we are to do that is that it actually shows God that we want him to be first in our life. It reorders our priorities. You see, one of the reasons people are in debt is because of messed up priorities. You know, you're not giving God first place in your life. And God does not lead you down a, a path of debt. And so what you have to do is you gotta refocus your priorities where you say, God, I want you to have first place. And so you pay God first. You give him the first fruits of your income, the first 10% of what you have. Now, I know it doesn't sound like it's gonna add up on paper, but you gotta understand something. Money is a spiritual issue. And you have gotten yourself into a situation in your life because you have been living without God in first place. And so now you gotta do something dramatic to make sure he is in first place. And the way you do that in your finances is you give him the tithe. Now, I don't know why, why this works, but I know personally that it does. Again, because right priorities plus a right plan plus God's power always equals miracles. You know, one of the things that I've learned in my life, that Jan and I have learned over the years, is that when we give God the first 10%, he blesses the other 90%. And then it's through his blessing of the other 90% that we are able to live within our means and pay down any debt that we might have at a faster rate than we ever thought possible. And so many of you are going to have to make what is going to seem like an irrational decision, you know, to start paying God first if you're going to get out of debt. And I know what you're saying. You're going, yeah, but Pastor Chris, that's the problem. I'm in debt. 
you know, I'm broke. I, I can't afford to tithe. You're, you're telling me to pay God first before I pay other people. And you know what? That's exactly what I'm telling you. That's exactly what I'm telling you. In fact, the truth is, and I want you to hear this with as much love as I can muster, you can't afford not to do this. I'm saying pay God first. Why? You know why? Because you need God's blessing in your life. You actually need his power to get out of debt. In fact, I want you to think about it this way. It's either you're going to keep doing it on your own and your way, which is what got you into trouble in the first place, or you're going to make the decision to do it God's way. Now, which one do you think God's going to bless? Which way do you think God's going to honor? Which one do you think God's going to help you with? You know what's amazing to me? You know, if you're a believer, you trust God with your salvation. You trust him to take you to heaven one day. But you don't trust him to tithe? Malachi 3.10 says this, Bring the whole tithe into my storehouse. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. This is the only place in the Bible where God says, Test me in this. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you'll not have enough room for this. God says, this is the double dog dare of the Bible. He says, put me to the test. It all comes down to trust. Do you really believe him? Do you believe he'll do what he says? Step number three, write it all down. Write it all down. Literally, make a list of everything that you owe and write it all down. You know, you, you got to get started. At some point, you got to put it on paper. You got to get the facts. Now, this right here is probably one of the most headache inducing parts of this entire process, okay? This is where if you're married, you know, you get together, you and your spouse, and you pull out all your financial statements, all your student loan bills, all your credit card bills, and you just put it all down on paper because you got to figure out exactly where you're at. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever said this? Have you ever said, I just don't know where it all goes? I just don't know where it all goes. Listen, if you're saying that, that should be a bright red warning light that, that you're in trouble. Now listen to me, as painful as it might be at first, at some point, guess what? You gotta step on that scale. At some point, you gotta see it. You gotta write it down. You gotta get the facts. In fact, Jesus said, uh, and you will know the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. So how much do you owe? You know, here's another little simple equation. It's not on your outline, but uh, ignorance plus easy credit equals disaster. I mean, if you don't know where you're headed and you're not keeping good records and you've got credit cards, man, you're in trouble. You are buying things you can't afford and you don't even know you can't afford it. So write it down. Now, once you get that clear, although probably pretty bleak picture, of where you're at, here's the good news. Now you can go to work on it. I mean, even though that's painful and it's difficult, you've got to do that. I mean, you know, if you're getting on, you know, getting healthy, at some point you gotta know where you stand. And now you can really get, get to work on it. You can start paying down your debt. So number four is set up some sort of repayment plan. A repayment plan. Now, in other words, you have to have a plan. This is important. You know, you're not going to pay off your debt 
accidentally. You know, the credit card companies aren't going to help you with this. Some of you have been, you know, just waiting and hoping for years. You know, one of these days, you know, you're waiting on like the debt fairy to show up and wave a magic wand and sprinkle some dust, and it's just not going to happen. You've got to have some sort of plan. In fact, again, God will we'll work with your plan. Remember what I said? Right priorities, put God first. You know, get on the right kind of plan. God will give you his power and you'll see some great miracles. Now, what kind of plan are you going to develop? Proverbs 21.5 says this. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity. Hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Now, let's be honest. If you're in debt today, it is poor planning from your past that got you into, you know, got you to this point that you're in right now. And so somehow you got to break that cycle of poor planning and you got to start having a good plan that's going to take you into the future. That's why, again, you're not going to get out of this overnight. You got to put a plan in place and then you got to work the plan. You've got to work the plan. Now, the plan that, that I've recommended over the years, and you've heard us talk about in this series, you know, this is a plan that Jan and I have used in our lives, uh, and, and countless families in our church, um, again, is, is the one from Dave Ramsey. And, and uh, again, uh, we're going to be giving away uh, five of these books, I think, after this, uh, at the end of this service. And um, in, in his plan, uh, first of all, he talks about, if you're familiar with it, um, establishing an emergency fund. You know, he says you ought to have, like, right off the bat, you know, before you really start going after these cards, it, your debt is a $1,000 emergency fund because life happens. Stuff, and that's kind of what's gotten you into trouble. You've not had any kind of an emergency fund and, you know, a car accident or a doctor visit or something. You know, uh, something's happened, and then you're just going deeper and deeper into debt. So he says, first of all, get an emergency fund. And then uh, the next thing that he talks about um, is uh, attacking your debt through something called the, the debt snowball, the debt snowball. And we've, I've re referred to that a little bit already in this series, but it's, it's very simple. Basically, again, you write it all down. You got all your debts on paper and from the smallest debt all the way up to the largest debt. And, and at first, you start working on the smallest debt. And, and you, you, do, you, you keep the other debts current, okay? You know, and this is where you do pay the minimum on those, but then you do everything in your power, all that you can to pay off that smallest debt first. And you just go at it with all your might. And then once that one is paid off, then you take all of that money and where you were paying it on that small debt and you add it to the next smallest debt. And then you go to work on that one, all the while keeping the others current. And over time, that thing snow, snowballs. Now, again, if you're interested in any of that, uh, you can go to Dave Ramsey's website, uh, pick up this book on your own. Um, and if you don't like that plan, okay, hear this loud and clear. Then find another plan, you know? You know, maybe there's somebody in your life group this week who's, uh, you know, like the Spears or the, the Wessels or other people who, you know, become debt-free or in the process of becoming debt-free. And you can just ask them, hey, what are you doing? What plan works for you? But my point is, you need to have a plan, and then you need to work the plan, okay? It's not going to happen overnight, and it's not some, you know, some magic dust, okay? Number five, and this might surprise you a little bit. The next one is, share my plan with my creditors. 
creditors. You probably thought I was going to say my spouse. If you are married, yes, you ought to be a team on this one. Um, or, you know, maybe my friends or something like that. All that's good. But, but um, the reality is you're in debt, okay? Either financial debt, financial aid debt, credit card debt. Do you, do you know what the biggest fear your creditors have? The biggest fear of your creditors that you're not going to pay, that you'll default on your loan. That's their biggest fear. Now, honestly, they really don't care if it's going to take you five years, 10 years, the rest of your life, because they're just going to make more money. But they're afraid, really, that you'll default on your loan, and you won't pay anything. They won't get any money. So, you've put God first. You've got a plan in place. You're started to work it. One of the things that you want to realize is that it is possible that your creditors might be willing to work with you. They might be willing to give you a, a lower interest rate. For example, I've heard of people here in our church uh, calling up a creditor on the phone and saying, listen, uh, we are trying to get out of debt. And as you can tell from our history here, we're working a plan, and uh, the reality is we can't continue to afford to pay your 20% interest rate. Can you give me a lower interest rate? And uh, a, lot, a lot of times they, they might. You know, it might not be the first phone call. It might, you might have to make, you know, three or four phone calls to make that happen. I've heard of other people from our church calling financial aid services and saying, listen, again, uh, we're in the process of, of getting out of debt, and I know I owe you X amount of money, but right now I can't afford to pay this amount. Will you accept a lower amount? And then whatever money you were used to paying, again, you know, don't live on that. Take that and pay down those small debts and, and snowball it so you can pay off that larger debt. And many times, you know, if you're putting God first and you're following his plan, man, God can do a miracle. In fact, look at this next verse. This is a promise from God. This is so cool. Uh, Proverbs 16, 7. When the ways of people please the Lord, he makes even their credit card companies, I mean, he makes even their enemies live at peace with them. Man, isn't that awesome? You know, again, you know, a, a plan, you know, right priorities, work in a plan, you know, put with God's power, he does miracles. Now, again, you got to have the right priorities, and you got to begin to work a godly plan, but man, you begin to do that, you never know what can happen. Number six, think of creative ways to earn extra income. Have a sale. Now, don't go to a sale, that's what got you into trouble in the first place, but, um, you know, look around at all the stuff that you have and decide to sell some of that stuff. Now, raise your hand if you've got more stuff than you need in your life. More stuff. Come on. We all, I mean, if you live in America, you've got more stuff than, than you need. Now, how many of you, you don't have to raise your hand on this one, but how many of you actually pay extra money for the storage of that extra stuff that you have? I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? You know, one of the ways that you can break the bondage of materialism in your life, that's what we talked about last week, but one of those ways is you just say, you know, what can I get rid of? You know, is there anything in my life that I really don't need? What, what can I sell? What do I have that other people might want and they might be willing to pay for it? So you take that stuff, the money you, you get from that, and you pay down that debt. You attack your debt. Again, I'm talking about maybe eBay or Craigslist or, or a yard sale. 
And if you don't know how to do you know, those things online, talk to people who do. You know, uh, what's that saying? One man's trash is another man's what? Treasure or 50 cents, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, deliver pizzas. You know, there was a guy here at our church for years to earn extra money and pay down debt, you know, start delivering pizzas in the evening. Or, you know, become an Uber driver, give lessons or some sort, cut grass, babysit, walk a dog. You know, man, Pastor Chris, you know, I did that when I was a kid. Yeah, well, guess what? You can do it now. There's people that still pay for it. And you can make money. Um, you know, years ago, uh, for the very first giving campaign, uh, that our church ever did. In fact, it was uh, this uh, our very first giving campaign. We uh, we were all you know challenging our church to to come up with some extra money, give sacrificially, so that we could buy some land uh, with the hopes of building on it. But actually, what happened was that land that we bought, uh, we ended up selling and then buying this land and this property and uh, the original old uh, building. And uh, so it was really cool what God did there. But years ago, we we kind of challenged our church to uh, come up with some, you know, ways to earn extra money and, and to give sacrificially. And so Janet and I, you know, as a family, we prayed and thought, put our heads together, trying to come up with some creative ways uh, to earn some extra money. And uh, I learned really quickly that my wife is, you know, very talented and gifted, and, and she could do a lot of things. I mean, you know, she could bake, she could uh, tutor, uh, she could sew stuff. And, uh, and then I discovered that I don't really have a lot of marketable skills, okay? You know, there's a few things that I could do. So I was really trying to come up with some way to earn some extra money. So you know what I decided to do? You know what my grand scheme was, my big plan to make some money for our family? You ready for this? To sell my blood. To sell my blood. That's what I decided to do. So, uh, so you know, picture this in your head, okay? Here's Pastor Chris, you know, eating some cookies and drinking orange juice with um, homeless people and uh, drug addicts down on Dorchester Road selling my plasma. And uh, so, believe it or not, this church is built on my blood, okay? Um, now, I'm not telling you, you got to do that, okay? Don't misunderstand me today. But here's what I am saying. It is amazing what you can come up with and what you can think when you start praying about it and you start thinking creatively. You know, it's amazing the things that you could come up with. And then God blesses that. That process of having a plan and working a plan and then any extra money that comes in, man, you put that toward your debt. Now, by the way, when, you know, when your income increases... And let's say, for example, you know, again, this is where God just starts doing a miracle. When you put him first and you start working that plan, let's say your income increases through a raise or a new job. My point is, don't get used to that. You know, don't then increase your spending. Just use that increase toward debt reduction, okay? Number seven, cut expenses and add no new debt. Cut expenses and add no new debt. Really what I'm saying with six and seven is get creative on both sides, earning and saving. Again, make it a game. You know, how can I cut expenses? If you're familiar with Dave Ramsey at all, you've heard him speak or read any of his stuff, he talks a lot about eating what? Beans and rice, beans and rice. Well, let me ask you, is there, are there some creative ways that, you know, you can make uh, this commitment and cut your food bill. You know, beans and rice, couponing, stop eating out, taking your lunch to work, brown bagging it. You know, um, are there some ways you cut your power bill, your gas bill? 
Maybe you start, um, you know, um, riding to work with some people, carpooling. Um, are there certain luxuries in your life that you've been treating like necessities? Cable, the internet, your phone. Now again, don't, again, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Nothing wrong with any of those things. But, listen, if you can't pay your bills and you're going deeper and deeper into debt, maybe there is. And then obviously, you know, don't add new debt. You know, if you're trying to pay off old debt. Uh, you know, and again, one of the big temptations that you're going to face as you're becoming debt-free, you know, as you start paying down that thing, you see it going down, is that, oh, whew, you feel like you can breathe a little bit, and then you're tempted to take on more debt. No matter what, don't let that happen. That's what got you into trouble in the first place. And then finally, number eight, stick to it and trust God. I want you to hear this loud and clear. Listen, you can get out of debt. You can do this. You can decide today to become debt-free. In fact, look at this next verse, Luke 18, 27. What is impossible from a human perspective is possible with God. Now, that applies to every area of life. Wherever you put God first and you think that that thing is impossible, man, it's not. It's possible with God as long as he has priority in your life because these biblical principles work. But you got to work the principles. Again, God's not just going to you know, sprinkle magic pixie dust over you and you're going to become debt-free. He's wanting to break those bonds of materialism. He's wanting to get your heart right. So let me close uh, this morning by giving you some little, um, some encouragement, some heart encouragement. Galatians 6, 9. Let's not get tired of doing what is right. Now again, the reason he says don't get tired doing it is because it is a journey. It's a process. It's going to be hard, but don't, don't get tired. It's right. And then he says, here's the good news. For after a while, for after a while, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't get discouraged and give up. You know what? A couple years from now, when we do a series again on financial freedom or I do a message on getting out of debt, man, I'd love to tell your story. I'd love to put your testimony up on the screen and say, hey, remember, it was D-Day at Coastal a couple years ago. And I, I, I drew a line in the sand, I, I put the stake in the ground, and I made that commitment. And I put God first, and I worked a plan, and then, man, God did some miraculous things. You know, why not this week in your life groups, you know, just pray for each other to become debt-free. You know, maybe you don't have to, you know, I'm not telling you to bring your, you know, credit cards and cut them in your group or anything like that. You don't have to share with everybody how much debt you're in. But why not just encourage each other a little bit and say, you know what, I want to, we're going to pray for one another. So that as a church, you know, we move from being in a state of wickedness in our finances to a state of blessing. There's one last thing that I want to talk with you about, a debt. And... Uh, it's got nothing to do with finances, nothing at all. But it has to do with the debt that everybody owes in their heart. It's a spiritual debt. 
You know, for the last couple of weeks and today, we've, we've looked at a lot of verses and talked a lot about uh, getting out of the financial mess that we're in. But I want you to understand that there's an even greater debt that we all have. And it's the debt that each person owes God because of our sin. And I wouldn't feel right. And I, you know, I wouldn't feel like I was living up to my calling as a pastor if I didn't talk to you about that today. Because you see, everyone, you, me, personally, you owe God a debt because you violated his law. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of God's standard, God's glory. You and I, we have all gone our own way and you've lived apart from God's principles. And so that is a debt you owe. That is a debt that you personally, and here's the bad news. In fact, the Bible says it this way, for the wages of sin is death. In other words, the bad news is you can never repay that debt in and of yourself. You can't be good enough to try to make up for all the bad things that you've ever done. You can't work your way into heaven. You can't earn God's favor. There's nothing you can do in and of yourself to overcome that debt. You are hopeless and helpless. Except for what Jesus has already done for you. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, that's what the cross is all about. God loved you so much that even though you chose to violate his law and to go your own way in sin, he wants you to come home. And he knew there was nothing you could do in and of yourself to, to make up for that. You know, religion won't do it. Your own good works won't do it. But there was one who could pay the price for all of our sin because he was perfect. And that was his one and only son, Jesus. And so he sent him to this earth as the payment for our sin. And so when we take our heart and we give it to Jesus and we place our lives into his hands and we ask Jesus to come into our life and to forgive us of our sin, he does that. And then God cancels the debt. He wipes it clean. It is forgiven for all of eternity. Don't you see? That's exactly what Jesus did on the cross. That's why he said, it is finished. In other words, it's paid for. The payment has been, has been made. And so when you ask Christ to come into your life, he, he does and he cancels the debt. In fact, look at this next verse. This is so awesome. Maybe you've never trusted Jesus as your savior, but maybe today is your day. Well, if it is, look what happens. It says this, he canceled the record that contained the charges against us. He took it. And he destroyed it by nailing it to the cross. Man, I hope that a lot of people here at this church decide to become debt-free. And uh, that's a process. And it might take 
several years to accomplish that. But here's the good news, man. Listen to this. You ready? In a moment, in an instant, you can become spiritually debt-free. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? And you, you can take care of that today. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.